live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Thank you for coming here to Walkland. Appreciate it. Great to see you. Uh, I'm an immigrant from Eastern Europe and I've been here for 10 years and a little bit. And if anybody would have told me 10 years ago that I would come a day where I would live in America and American citizens would be in favor of communism, I would have laughed in their face. So obviously I have my own opinion about why this is happening, but what is your take? Why do you think US citizens, man, are in favor of communism in America? It feels that it's getting more and more. What, What country are you from? Romania. Romania. So, Ceausescu, you know all about. So, I'm curious, uh, what would your message be to young socialists that don't know what communism is? If you don't learn from history, nothing will save you. And... Let me, let me ask you, your family grew up in Romania and had to go through all those horrors. Yeah, yeah. And most people are totally unfamiliar with the actual suffering, the actual difficulty, the actual issues that people had because of communism. And it's very interesting that Americans that have never had to wet, wait in bread lines, until now, that have never had to, had to actually understand what suffering is, they are very quick to try to shut down and shout down opinions they disagree with. But I want to actually ask you, I want you to just say very briefly, what was it like for your family to grow up in these sort of ideas? Why do you hate communism? Why? Because of the suffering that your family went through? So obviously I was only one year old when communism ended in Romania, so I can't really speak from previous experience, but I have yet to meet anybody in my home country that was in favor of communism. So let me put it this way. When they came in power, they seized all private property. Uh, and after that, you you had punch card guys to get bread. Yes. And you would get you you would be rationed based on the size of your family. No meat, no eggs, no stuff like that. And like I said, nobody's in favor of it except. So let me ask you a question: Are you thankful that you live in America? Yeah. That's what 100%. makes you different than them. Thank you. Appreciate you being here tonight, man. Thank you. God bless you. And ladies and gentlemen, that was a strong, courageous young man from Romania who decided to put his fellow students in their place when it comes to communism. Of course, there was a group of kids there that were just cheering on the ushering in of communism. And of course, this kid stood up there and said, uh, are you people straight stupid or are you just uh, have an agenda and you want to usher in communism because let me tell you what from what I grew up from what my parents grew up in and and I just came in on the tail end of was no personal property and bread lines I really wish 
I really wish that we could round up all of these communist loving people that are in this country that have no idea what real communism is. And I wish we could put them in a communist environment for 30 days. It would end all of our problems here in America. Ladies and gentlemen, you are watching the one and only live from America, and you're also watching the one and only uh, Hip Hop Patriot. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell. Thank you so much, as always, for your support, your dedication, and your daily viewership right here on Rumble. Of course, we are also live on Roku right now, both Rumble and Roku, and I hope by next week we will also be live on Getter and Firestick as well. It's just growing and growing. And I'll tell you why it's growing. Well, thank you very much, Sharon. She says, I look handsome today. Well, thank you, dear. God bless you. I'll tell you why it's growing. It's growing because of people like Hulky Beastress, who just donated $100 of her hard-earned money to this show because she finds value in it. Now, there was a couple other donors that, that uh, popped off by now. I couldn't see who they were, but there were people who donated $1, $2, and $5 before her. That's because you guys see value in this show. And, this, and you guys are what took this show from the backyard to this. I know I say that all the time, but I got to be honest with you. It is is so true and who knows where you'll take the show next i'm not responsible for that you guys are and we get a lot of people falling off of the monthly donor list uh we're down below 80 percent now i would love to be at 100 percent, but we have a lot of attrition and things like rumble rants they fill in the gap folks so whether it's one dollar or five dollars here on rumble rants yes rumble does take a percentage but it helps this platform grow too and this platform has allowed Live from America to grow to what it is today. I mean, yesterday we almost had 6,000 people watching on Rumble alone. And I already know from the analytics on Roku that the audience there is growing as well. So I just have to say thank you to all of you. I have to thank you for your extra donations and every single dollar of the money that you guys uh, come that comes in goes to live from america there is no taking money and spending it on this that or the other it all goes for live from america and before we get into the show i also want to tell you some more good news we have raised this year fifteen thousand dollars through your help for people in need and family farms over ten thousand dollars this year through, through things like Rumble Rants and the online donation, we've raised over $10,000 um, to help people in need, families in need that are going through rough times. And we've raised nearly $5,000 from the percentage of money that comes off the apparel sales on the online store for family farms. So we are making a difference. You guys are really making a difference in this world, and I could not thank you enough. I would ask you to do one thing. Reach down and hit that Rumble uh, Plus sign, and also please share the video out ASAP. We need to make sure we're using these trashy platforms like Facebook and YouTube and, and Instagram and all of these, these hardcore uh, censorship sites. We need to use them for what they're good at, and that is spreading the message. So please, if you have not shared the video out, do it as many times as you can to your friends, your family, and to the groups that you belong to. I appreciate it very, very much. I'd also like to thank um, uh, Nan Drohall, I think that's how you say your last name. She says to call her Nan. Nan sent me one of the black American distress flags. I will cherish this because America is in distress right now. We have already reached the level of socialism. Communism is next. How do we stop communism? By facing it 
head on, and we're going to open up the show talking about that. But I really, really enjoy the black distress flag. I have one as well, and that'll just be another one to go at my studio. That will go outside the new studio once we get in there. Thank you very much for the $5 donation as well. Um, SAS64, it means a lot to me, and you have no idea how much you're helping the growth of this show by doing that. I'd also like to ask for prayers for Courtney. Now, Courtney is a daughter of uh, one of our own family members here on Live from America, actually the owner of Mountain Life Threads, who has made apparel here for Live from America. Her daughter, Courtney, is going through a lot right now in her relationship and in life. And uh, she asked that you guys would please pray for her daughter, Courtney, to get out of this tough spot that she's in. And Angel, we will definitely do that, and we love you very much. And I would also like to say... Thank you for the $10, Nellie Tight. God bless you, soldier of God. She says, let's march forward with faith. Amen. I'd also like to say happy birthday to Patsy and Vicky. Vicky Vale. It's both of their birthdays today. And Vicky actually asked me to sing. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Vicky and Patsy and whoever else's birthday it is. Happy birthday to you god bless you all and thank you all very much by the way for being there and being so supportive when i was going through covid and my family was going through covid it is an honor to be able to sit in the seat every day for every one of you so thank you all very much let's get into the verse of the day and the verse of the day today is actually going to go off of what i said yesterday when i opened to the five o'clock show yesterday and talked about how we need to all come together how we need to stop the division that's going on not only in the republican party because we definitely don't need that as we weed out the bad of the republican party and restructure it we need all the unification we can get but also Stop the division between brothers and sisters in Christ by arguing about very, very passionate uh, um, topics on social media. It's okay to do that. But when you cross that line of being mean, challenging somebody's faith or calling them names, it's a bad place to be in. So that is why I picked today's verse of the day. And I titled this morning's newsletter, Encouraging One Another. Not discouraging, encouraging one another. Verse of the day today comes from Hebrews 10 24 and 25 and you know what led me to this today was my day my our daily bread booklet that gets sent to me by so many of you wonderful people out there hebrews 10 24 through 25 says this and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, what is that talking about? That is talking about worshiping together. Even God says that. Where there are two or more, I am there in the midst. Where there are two or more people there worshiping, I am in the midst. It's very important for us to be together. And we don't have to physically be together to be together. You know what I mean? However, that physical being together, especially our church communities, is more important than most people ever know. That's why what happened to us last year was ridiculous. Let me read to you what I wrote about this verse that I just read to you this morning. First of all, we need our church communities. That is why the lockdowns were so incredibly terrible last year. When the one entity, the government, grows so big and powerful that it can tell you when and where you can worship, that is when you know it's time to dismantle this uncontrollable monster that we call 
the federal government. And it is our constitutional right and responsibility and duty to do so. There's a reason that we gather as a church community that goes way beyond tradition or habit. This is where we draw strength and love and compassion. Ultimately, we get all of that from God. But by being in church with your brothers and sisters in Christ, you are strengthening your Holy Spirit. A pastor once said, we go to church for other people because someone may need you there. We get an opportunity to encourage one another and we need mutual encouragement to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now, when I miss church due to sickness in the family or traveling for work, I feel that there's a big hole in my life every time. I feel lost and very detached from the Word of God. Now, I understand that you don't need a building to go to, and you don't need anything but the Word of God and the relationship with Christ. But there is a reason that God says, quote, Where two or more are gathered, I am there in the midst. We are designed to worship together, ladies and gentlemen. Our voice, our voice, collectively lifted up to the heavens to praise the creator of the universe, which is why I ask for all of us to say the Lord's Prayer together out loud. There's also, this is also why we shouldn't tear each other down on social media. There is nothing good that can come from that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's instead lift each other up and encourage one another like this verse says. We will feel better and we will feel closer to God every morning and every night. In Jesus' holy name, ladies and gentlemen, amen. I really, really, really hope that you guys uh, can continue to look for the good and lifting each other up rather than tearing each other down. Because i got to be honest with you, what I saw over the last few days really made my heart hurt. Thank you, T-Turk, for the $20 donation. God bless you. It goes a long way, and I love you. Thank you so much. So let's continue to lift each other up by the word of God, and let's work together to reform this Republican Party and stop the communism that is being ushered into our country right now. Because... I was watching MTG this morning on Steve Bannon before I came on, and let me tell you, she made a very good point. We are not going into socialism. We're already here in the United States of America, and I believe she's right. We are in a form of socialism. The next step is communism, and if we don't stand up, continue to expose, be courageous, be loud, then we are not going to be able to stop the communism from ushering in. I know we can. And we're far from letting it happen. But there's ways that we have to make sure that we're set up in order to fight that. And tearing each other down is not one of them. Okay? Now, let's do exactly what that verse said this morning. Let's collectively lift our voices up to God, the creator of the universe, the creator of you, the creator of me. My hair is absolutely a disaster, but it doesn't matter because we are going to be worshiping and praising our God out loud together. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, 
and the glory forever. Amen. All right, folks, who is ready for the first and foremost section? I know I am. Let's grab a slurp of our coffee real quick. Mm. Got a lot to go through, and I want to start off by what is happening with this communism that is being ushered in right now. I can tell you right now, folks, it is a massive strategic plan by the globalists and by the Democrats of this country. And I'm going to expose a lot of it right now in the first and foremost section for you, okay? The globalists, communists, and Democrats, they are keeping their foot on the gas when it comes to turning this amazing, beautiful United States of America into a communist woketopia. In order to usher in communism, you have to sow the seeds of taking personal property. That is why I opened the show with that young man from Romania talking about how when they when they usher in communism they have to take personal property they have that's the number one thing that they have to do is take your personal property and that means your land that means your home that means everything that makes you an individual free person in this country okay um big shout out and thank you for the 50 dollars from marlon uh wicken wilkins thank you very much i appreciate that they have to take personal property. The government must control literally everything. That's why they're trying to control the elections. That's why they're trying to control the healthcare system. That's why they're trying to control industries that are right now in the private sector of this country by forcing mandates on them to get these people to quit so that the government will have to exercise their responsibility and duty to keep this country afloat by taking over these companies so they don't fail like big banks like healthcare facilities like healthcare umbrellas and conglomerates and every other private sector business that we rely on in this country the government is forcefully and purposefully getting rid of all the people that will not comply for a very specific reason and that is if you don't comply with the federal government's orders then we will put somebody in there that will and that is exactly and precisely why states were uh, releasing their National Guard in order to drive school buses and placing their National Guard health care workers, the people that were nurses or doctors in the military, into private sector hospitals because we're short-staffed. And we can't have a country if these private sector businesses aren't staffed right. Our local family dollar here has been closed for the last three days because they can't even staff a family dollar, let alone these high-paying jobs where the intelligent people of this world have decided we're not going to take this experimental China virus jab and have to exercise their right to either leave their job and or leave their blue city or state that they live in because they're not going to live their lives like that. This is exactly the strategic plan of the federal government. And that is why I said this monster has gotten so big that it is our our constitutional right and duty to make sure that we dismantle it at every level that does not benefit the freedoms of the United States of America. Now, I want to read something to you. And before I read this to you, I want to uh, mention 
a very, very, very massive thing that's going on in this country. And it happened right after Joe Biden illegitimately and illegally took control of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue when he signed an executive order that was called 30 by 30. Now, if you don't know what the 30 by 30 is, you better get yourself familiar with it, which is exactly why you're watching Live from America today. I suggest highly that if you're one of those people that have not shared this video to somebody, you do it right now. Because this is one part of this job that I absolutely love, and that is exposing the un-American, unpatriotic, communist ways of the globalist people that live in this country. And it's absolutely sickening. Remember what I said, 30 by 30. But before we get to that, I want to read to you what the predictions are for 2030 from the World Economic Forum. So the World Economic Forum gets together a couple times a year and they work on a global strategy in order to have a world ec economy that all relies on each other. It's exactly what we don't want. It's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen. And we gotta try to keep away from that as long as we possibly can if we want any kind of freedom or any kind of blessings on this country ever again. The World Economic Forum has recently predicted for 2030 that it will include no personal property ownership, a diminished United States of America and a massive amount of Syrian CEOs, hindsight being 2020, you now know why they tried to relocate and move all of these Syrians around the world. Because what they're planning on and hoping on is that the Syrians that were relocated around the world will, uh, the, the youngsters will be of age by 2030 to be CEOs. Why do they want Syrians as CEOs? Well, we're gonna read into this right now. The World Economic Forum says by 2030, we will see a diminished United States of America and, ladies and gentlemen, no property ownership. This is what they want. This is what they're going for. And the Democrats right here in this country have already started helping them usher that in by the 30 by 30. Okay, we're going to talk a lot about that. And the only reason that we're highlighting this is so you know about it, so we can do what we've done this last 11 months to thwart off all of this communism. And that is stand up in the face of it, expose it, and show the world what these people are truly trying to do since the... You know, your CNN, your fake news... Since the fake news media won't show it, then I'm going to show it. And the people that have shows like me, like Stu Peters and others, we will show it. The World Economic Forum released its eight predictions for the world in year 2030, and they are absolutely insane. Number one, all products will have to become services. That means you don't own anything. You don't own a car. You don't own a house. You don't own appliances or clothes. Shopping would be a distant memory in the cities of 2030 whose inhabitants have cracked clean energy and borrow what they need on demand. It sounds utopian, right? It does from the globalists anyway. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, everything that you have or use will be a service provided to you by your overlord, which would be the federal government. That's number one. Number two, there is a global price on carbon. Okay, so China in 2017 took the lead with a market for trading the right to emit um, 
the uh, emit uh, a tone of CO2, setting the world on a path towards a single carbon price and a powerful incentive to ditch fossil fuels. Well, looks what's ha- look what's happening right here in the United States of America. Okay. Uh, head of climate and environment at the UK's National Physical Laboratory, Jane Burston, um, has, is, is pushing this as well. Europe, meanwhile, found itself at the center of the trade in cheap, efficient solar panels as prices for renewables fell sharply. Number three, U.S. dominions is over by 2030. This is what the globalist wants. Okay, they don't want you as an American. They don't want America as the dominant country of this world. Nation states will have staged a comeback, writes Robert Muga, research director at the uh, Igarop Institute. Instead of a single force, a handful of countries, the United States, Russia, China, Germany, India, and Japan, chief among them, show semi-imperial tendencies. However, at the same time, the role of the state is threatened by trends including the rise of cities and the spread of online identities. And this is where Marxists just absolutely cheer, ladies and gentlemen. Also, number four, farewell to the hospital and hello to the homespital. Technology will further dis- uh, will have further disrupted disease, writes Melanie Walker, a, me- a medical doctor and World Bank advisor. The hospital as we know it will be on its way out with fewer accidents thanks to self-driving cars and great strides in preventative and personalized medicine. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you or if you've ever seen the movie Minority Report, but every time you try to stop a tragedy from happening before it naturally happens, innocent people die and freedoms get taken. Period. This is all by the uh, the World Economic Forum, folks. This is what they're all moving towards, which is why you now see the globalist communist Democrats in this country. It makes perfect sense why they're trying to do what they're doing and what industries they're trying to destroy so they can take them over and either revamp them or replace them with their idea of woketopia. Number five, eating much less red meat and much less meat, period. Rather like our grandparents, we will treat meat as a treat rather than a staple, writes Tim Benton, professor of population ecology at the University of Leeds, United Kingdom. It won't be big agriculture or little artisan producers that win, but rather a combination of the two with convenience food redesigned to be healthier and less harmful to the environment. Unbelievable. Number six, today's Syrian refugees are 2030's CEOs. Highly educated Syrian refugees. What's that again? That doesn't even make any sense. That's like an oxymoron. And not to be rude, but that's just a fact. Highly educated Syrian refugees will come of age by 2030, making the case for the economic integration of those who have been forced to flee conflict. The world needs to be better prepared for populations on the move, writes Lorna Salas, founder and CEO of the NGO Blue Rose Compass, as climate change will have displaced one billion people. Climate change didn't displace anybody because the climate isn't doing anything different than it's always done. You want to know how I know? Because you and no world government are not in control of what happens to the climate on this planet. God is, and you can't beat God. That is the difference between us and them. They don't believe in God. They believe that something happened, boom, and this big big catastrophe happened, or a big bang happened, and all of a sudden, intelligent life and perfect order was a result 
of the Big Bang. No God, no nothing. Nobody's in control. Nobody is making sure that the earth doesn't move a, uh, a foot away from the sun every day or a foot closer to the sun every day. Nobody is responsible for the sun going down and the sun coming up night and day, birds, uh, uh, environments and habitats. Nobody's responsible for the order of hibernation and mating seasons. No, no, that's all just by chance, ladies and gentlemen. So they don't even believe in God. That's why they push this ridiculously stupid idea of man-made climate change. Number seven, the values that built the West will have been tested to a breaking point. And the only way that can happen is if you destroy the country from the inside out, which is exactly what Joe Biden, Barack Hussein Obama, and the rest of these globalist scumbags are continuing to try to do. We're going to stop them. Don't get me wrong. We are going to stop them. But in order to stop them, you have to know all of this stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You have to know this stuff. Number eight, by the 2030s, we'll be ready to move humans toward the red planet. Ah, unbelievable. Quote, what's more, once we get there, we'll probably discover ev evidence of alien life, writes Ellen Stofan, chief scientist at NASA. Big science will help us to answer big questions about life on Earth, as well as opening up practical applications for space technology. Look, here's my, here's my wish. My wish is that all of these scumbag, globalist, communist, Democrat, crazy people they all go live on mars and leave us the hell alone go to your red planet be illegal aliens there like your illegal aliens here go there become ceos plant gardens on the red planet and be there is would, would there be any better christmas present in the world that if all the communist globalist democrats jumped on a ship right now paid for by george soros and 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 and, and bezos and and fly themselves to mars and just live there the rest of their meaningless scumbag godless lives wouldn't that be amazing that would be the best christmas present we ever had but this is what the world economic forum predicts for 2030 now I need a cup I need a drink of my coffee real quick and now I will go into what the 30 by 30 executive order that was signed by Biden actually entails, okay? Okay, 30 by 30. You need to look it up and you need to do your research. However, if you just Google 30 by 30, you're not going to get the correct answers. You're going to get a Google filtered whitewashed version of what 30 by 30 really is they're going to tell you that the biden administration in an effort to move forward with helping climate change and getting us rid of destroying the earth because of man-made climate problems part of their initiative is to take over 30 percent of the land of the united states and market as basically a preserved land or a conserved land it'll be federal government property and what they're trying to do is have a 30 percent of the united states land be basically uh, untouched so that you can go there like you do yellowstone or everything else now on the surface that sounds great right more preserved untouched land more wildlife will thrive it sounds absolutely amazing and i applaud one of my favorite presidents teddy roosevelt for actually designating land as federal land that could not be touched i think that was great because what teddy roosevelt did that for was actually for good reasons this is how the left and the communists of this country are filtering what is really happening here to make it look like they're doing something good when it's anything but that. What they, what they want to do and what they already have 30 states signed on to do 
is give 30% of the land of that state to the federal government. Where does that land come from? It's going to come from farmers, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to come from private land, privatized land, land that makes people money, that people make a living off of, and this is the government's attempt to go in legally and take 30% of the land of each state and designate it as federal property. That is what they're trying to do. The problem here is, ladies and gentlemen, is they'll basically just come in and claim intimate domain and take it if you don't voluntarily give it. This is their attempt to wipe out the small farmer. This is their attempt to take land that does not belong to them illegally by under the guise of a, of, 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 of a legal... Um, uh, legal procedure and uh, something that each state wants to have happen but it's not so you really need to you really need to study what this 30 by 30 is and you need to get on your state representatives and your state senators and say look this stuff is flying under the radar because the mainstream media won't talk about it we are not going to give up our land what they're trying to do is the equivalent of what the bureau of land management the other blm tried to do to the bundys years ago which ended up being uh which ended up getting um, uh, people of that family murdered by the federal government and the FBI. This is the equivalent on a larger scale of what they tried to do to the Bundy family, and that was take their land. And you've seen how that well, you've seen how well that worked out for BLM. And that was just a small amount of ranchers that said, "No way, Jose, you're not taking our land." The fight is coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. The question is, what side are you going to be on, and who are you going to fight with? And are you going to fight or are you going to lay down so that you, your life does not get disrupted any more than it already is? Folks, if we could get some more shares, I'd love to get about five, 600 more people watching on Rumble. That would be very much appreciated. The reason why I wanted to talk to you guys about this to open up the show today and why I wanted to spend a majority of the show talking about this was because I don't think that there's anything more pressing than this stuff right here. I think, I agree with MTG. I think we're already in socialism. We might not be into socialism as much as some of these other countries that have had it for years uh, is, but we're in it. And the next step is communism. And there's no fighting after that. There's no life from America after that. There's no Jeremy Harrell coming to you, bringing you the truth. There's no Real America's Voice News. Everything will be taken over once that, that we get to that point. We have to stop it now. And the only way to do that is by you understanding what's going on, by you understanding the truth, and, and, and this is no tinfoil hat crap that I'm talking about here. This is real, real life. This is not QAnon bull crap. This is real life. They are doing this, they are predicting this, and they are working steadily every single day to get us to that point. Do not let it happen. You have more power than you think. And if, I have to, and if I have to explain to you how I know that is true, I'll continue to go back and say, look at the last 11 months and look what we've been able to do. Even mama bears and papa bears were able to turn the DOJ back, running away, scared for their lives. We have power. Don't ever think you don't. Know every day when you wake up that you're given power by the almighty God, the creator of the universe, and you can't beat God. Remember that, know it, live it, love it, and you and your country and your kid's future will be just fine. As long as you know that, okay? Woo! What a start to the show, huh, ladies and gentlemen? Coming off hot, coming in hot, you know what I mean? All right, let's move forward. 
Let's move forward. Uh, first of all, hold on a minute. I want to talk about Joe Rogan for a minute. And I also want to give Joe Rogan the Smarty Award of the Day. So let's go ahead and cue the drums and let's give Joe Rogan the Smarty Award of the Day here on November 30th, Year of Our Lord 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I've been a fan of Joe Rogan for a long time. I've, I was a fan of his work on Fear Factor. I was a bigger fan of, of his work on, with the UFC. And, I'm, and I was always a big fan of his show. Now, one thing I did not align with Joe Rogan on was politics. Up until about two years ago, Joe Rogan didn't really even touch on politics on his show. And when he did, he was pretty much left-leaning. He pretty much said a lot of things that I did not like about the Republican Party. And he was wrong on some of those things. However, Joe Rogan has one of the most watched shows in the country, and what you're about to see, what I'm about to show you, is just a piece and a parcel of the transformation of Joe Rogan. But the reason why I'm highlighting this is because if you think Joe Rogan was the only center-left guy that has ran away from the left so fast that they've ended up falling right onto the right, if you think he's the only guy that's done that, you are sadly mistaken. And the reason why this has been able to be accomplished, ladies and gentlemen, is because of you, because of me, because of people who are not willing to just lay down and forget about about the 2020 fraud, forget about COVID, forget about how they used COVID to cheat, people that are just standing up every single day and say, no, we're not going to take it, we're not going to have it, we don't care how much you call us racist or bigot, we're going to stand up in the face of communism and we're going to fight it. And what that's doing is it's opening the eyes of people who were center left for decades. People are running away from the Communist Democrat Party. And I want to show you this video by Joe Rogan. This is just, like I said, a piece of what he did yesterday, uh, not only yesterday, but for the last month, okay? You've probably seen a version of this video, maybe. I'm not sure if you have or not, but I want to, I, I want to, I want to play this video for you so that you can see what I'm talking about and what he says. And like I said, he's got more viewers than any CNN show. And he's taking every opportunity he can lately to bash CNN for their lies, their misrepresentations of the things that are going on in this world, and for their attacks on regular everyday average people. And I have a feeling I have a feeling, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to own CNN real soon because not uh, in addition to the $60 million lawsuit that he brought on The View and, and, and Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg, he also has a $400 million lawsuit on CNN right now as well. So listen to Joe Rogan and what he says about the United States of America and watch him wake up right before your eyes. It's truly beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Until 1776, every country that has ever existed was run by dictators right all of them this is the first one where you had elected officials this is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known it created the greatest cultural machine the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation right here and how did it do that it did it through freedom because when you give people freedom, let people do whatever the f they want to do, they actually find ways to succeed and grow and thrive. But as soon as you put the boots to them, as soon as you tell them, you have to do this or you can't do that. You have to listen to me. Now you have a mini dictator. You right. have one step away from a king. You have a one step closer. You're moving one step closer to dictatorship. That's what the f is happening. That's what's going to happen with a vaccine passport. That's what's going to happen if they close borders. You can't enter New York City unless you have your papers. 
And, and folks, with him waking up, thank you very much, Biden Stinks, for the $100 donation. I, 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 I don't know how much I can thank you guys. I really appreciate it so very much. If you have one of the most watched podcast, listened to podcasts and one of the most watched shows in America, and you're saying this kind of stuff, imagine the amount of people that are waking up. Now, I have prayed for a long time for Joe Rogan because I knew Joe Rogan was a very, very intelligent, very savvy, smart individual. And I knew that what he thought about American politics all the way up until a couple years ago was dead wrong, ladies and gentlemen. And I knew his platform was big enough to change the minds of young voters. And what he's doing right now is something that Spotify can't stand. Now, Spotify gave him a $100 million contract to leave YouTube and do exclusive shows for Spotify. But what came with that was a contract unlike you've ever seen. This contract was like, you let me do what I want, when I want, or I'm not coming. So even though Spotify employees have actually protested and quit over the fact that Spotify will not censor Joe Rogan, ladies and gentlemen, he is going in on CNN, MSNBC, and the communism that's being ushered in in this country. Why? Because he's a common sense American who loves freedom, loves hunting, loves his guns, loves his family. Unfortunately, he was too ignorant for so many years to be on the wrong side of politics, and now he's starting to get it. Why? Because of people like you and me. So don't ever think that you, don't ever feel that you're so discouraged that you can't keep going, okay? Don't ever think that you're so discouraged and don't ever feel so beat down that you can't keep going. Is the red, white, and blue worth it to you? Is this country and the people that died for it and the flag and what it stands for and what the founding fathers thought for you and the future of this country, is it worth fighting for? If it's not, Hey, more power to you, curl up in a ball, and just let the world burn. If it is, then continue to stand up like I'm doing every single day on this show, and don't give a rat's you-know-what about what anybody says, because the only opinion that matters is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and his opinion of you is a lot higher than any man's opinion of you. Always remember that. So a big shout-out to Joe Rogan. All right, now part of the truth, ladies and gentlemen... That, um, that, that we have been hammering home on and didn't let go of was the 2020 election fraud that happened and the China virus that helped them do it and the failed vaccine that never worked and never will work because this is a flu. It might be a man-made flu, Long story short, it's a flu. We'll never find a cure for it. The vaccine will never work the way they wanted it to work or the way they're brainwashing you to think it'll work. And the only people that have been hammering that home are courageous people like the people that I was just talking about. The people that think that this country is worth fighting for. So we have not let it go for the last year. We've not let go of the 2020 election fraud. We've not let go of the China virus and how it helped them usher in that election fraud and the power that they continue to get from this fake, uh, over-dramatized, man-made virus. And ladies and gentlemen, number three, these fake failed vaccines that obviously do not work. And if we know they don't work because the most locked down country in the world now has this Omicron uh, variant. How did it get there? How did it get there if nobody's allowed to go in or out? How did it get there if nobody's allowed to move around even if they're you know, five times vaccinated and 50 times boosted and wearing 65 masks? How did it get there? Because these vaccines don't work. They only want to continue to keep pushing them for one reason and one reason only. only To continue 
to control you and to continue to rake in billions and billions of dollars that they lobby for with these huge pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer. And now the Pfizer CEO is saying exactly what you and I have said for the last year. Let's go back. Before I play this video, let's just go back for a minute and let's talk about how Let's talk about all the things that we warned were going to happen that actually happened. Remember the 15 days to slow the spread? Remember what that turned into? You can see what that turned into, right? All of us who had a brain and thought that this country was worth fighting for. We told everybody around us, our family, friends, and coworkers, if you give them this 15 days, they will never give it back. The federal government is not in the business of giving you freedoms back that you allow them to take. That was the start of it. We told you this 15 days to slow the spread will turn into complete takeover of your freedoms. And what were we met with when we said that? Oh, you're just a fear-mongering, tinfoil hat, Alex Jones wannabe, crazy Trump-tard, uh, moron, right-wing extremist, racist bigot. Remember? Remember? And then, when they said mask mandates and lockdowns for everybody, what did we say? Masks are not going to work, and lockdowns are only going to destroy this economy and make things worse. What happened? Masks didn't work. Locking down the economy did destroy the economy, and now 65% of the businesses that closed will never come back, and people's lives are completely ruined. Then... They said, we're going to lock down churches and make people not go to school. What did we say? You can't lock down churches. That is the essential part of our lives in this country. If you lock down churches, you are taking away our religious freedoms and you're going to destroy so, so much of the community that relies on going to church and gathering. And if you stop letting these kids go to school, it's going to destroy them socially. What happened? Boom. All of that happened. Then the vaccines. Oh, we're going to come out with these vaccines. And if you can take these vaccines, then you can do whatever you want. We told you this is an overreach. This is them trying to push things on you and the, under the guise that you'll get your freedoms back if you take it. What happened? Nobody got their freedoms back. Why? Because the vaccines did not work. All they did is weaken the immune systems of the people who took them and allowed this COVID-19 man-made China virus to continue to mutate into different variants. The unvaccinated are not to be blamed for that. The vaccinated are. Now, that doesn't mean that you actually uh, hold blame. It just means that you're part of the crowd that is actually to blame for these mutations because you're vaccinated and the virus had to mutate in order to evade the vaccination. We said they're going to make that mandatory for everybody. No, they won't. You're crazy. They're going to make it so you can't buy, sell, or shop or eat at a restaurant unless you take the vaccine. Oh, you're just fear-mongering everybody so that nobody will take it. Where are we? What's happening? Look at New York. Look at Australia. Look at Europe. Look at Israel. Look at all these places. We told you it was going to happen. And then we told you this will never end. There will be variant after variant after variant. And you will be end up, you will end up taking a vaccine every single year like a flu shot. No, you won't. You won't have to do that. Okay. Well, don't take my word for it. Let's just go to the great and powerful CEO of Pfizer. Because this is what he said yesterday. So, Albert, if... You do 
um, sort of adapt your vaccine all the time, and we can do it quickly, and, and you're able to do that sort of in a, a flu vaccine type fashion um, to the new variants from COVID. Do you foresee that, that this would be, would you call it a booster? We'd get a, another booster every year, or, or it would be a modified booster that, that that's, uh, would provide uh, a better antigenic response than, than the original vaccine. Well, do you see this happening every year? We either get a booster, a boost, a regular booster of the same vaccine or a slightly different vaccine every year to, to deal with uh, what we're seeing with these mutations? Is that is that what you foresee? It's, it's almost like a, I mean, for Pfizer, you'd be selling these things every year. Not that you want to do that. I'm sure you're not hoping for that, but it, it'd be almost like an annuity for Pfizer. I, I did make a projection months ago that the most likely scenario, it is that we will need after the third dose, annual revaccinations against COVID. Oh. reasons Because of the immunity that will be waning, because of the virus that I'm sure- Annual. Around the world for the years to come, and also because of the need of uh, of um, um, variants that will emerge, I'm more confident right now that this will be the case than I was when I made uh, the projection. I think we are going to have an annual revaccination. I don't know how we're going to call it, but it will be an annual revaccination, and that should be able to keep us really safe. Well, that's funny because the vaccinations that you have right now don't keep us safe. So how in the hell is an annual vaccination going to keep us safe? Dumb, dumb award of the day. Pfizer CEO, whatever the heck his name is, Albert Borla. What a scumbag globalist moron. Remember just months ago when he said, no, I do not think annual vaccinations will be necessary if everybody just gets vaccinated. Oh, what happened? Another 30% of the world got vaccinated and took your word for it, and here we are. Uh, we're going to need annual vaccinations. Oh, really? Oh, really? Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, wow. You're so stupid and predictable. It's not even funny anymore. And the reason why I'm showing you and telling you guys this stuff is so you can go to all of your moronic, ignorant co-workers, friends, and family who thought that you were a crazy right-wing extremist and go through that timeline and say, remember when I told you that? What happened? Remember when I told you that? What happened now? They're so stupid that they'll have an argument for, well, that's only because you didn't get vaccinated. They'll, think, they'll say things that don't make sense. Either way, just smile at them and say, I told you. When are you going to stop doubting me? And when are you going to stop listening to the fake news, lamestream media? And when are you going to realize that this is all about control, power, and money? Because the vaccinations do nothing against the omnivariant, Omicron. They do nothing to protect against the Delta variant. And there's no tests that tell you which one you have. This is all such a, uh, a made-up fantasy world that we're living in. It's absolutely unbelievable. And you want to know something? This would have never happened if everybody in the world stood up and said, No, I'm not taking it. Because there would have been nobody to give it to. And sooner or later, they would have caved in to all of our demands. But instead, 70 or 80% of the world complied. And here we are. So my plea to all of you who complied, stop complying. Please. Please stop plunging this world into the depths of hell that it's going because it's not us that are doing that. It's the people who continue to comply with this overfed, overstuffed, out of control, overgrown monster that we call the federal government, ladies and gentlemen. 
The same thing that our forefathers in that wonderful constitution warned us against were here right now. When are you going to wake up and listen to the people that still have common sense? I get it. Common sense ain't so common no more. So why don't we make it more common by you stop complying with the federal government and start listening to your heart and what your gut tells you to do? Crying out loud. How many more people have to die? How many more people have to be paralyzed? How many more people have to have myocarditis and pericarditis? How many more people have to be part of the statistic of being on the VAERS report? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me talk about this gentleman from Texas. Because another tragedy, a Texas man dies from Moderna after being forced to take COVID-19 vaccine to remain on a lung transplant list. A 49-year-old Texas man who survived COVID-19 back in December of 2020, despite being immunocompromised, died due to heart complications developed after he was forced to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Thank you very much, Rosa Catalano. God bless you for that sizable donation. It's going to help grow uh, this company so much into the future and continue to tell the truth. And I love you so very much. Bobby Bolin was told that he must be fully vaccinated in order to be eligible, in order to be an eligible candidate for a life-saving double lung transplant. Bolin, 49, developed a pulmonary embolism and uh, atrial fibrillation after his second Moderna shot on April 17th. He's been fighting with his condition for months and he finally passed away on August 20th before receiving his new lungs. Bobby's wife Amy said in an exclusive interview to the Defender that her husband was left with no choice but to comply. So the other day when I told you that some people's circumstances are, are make them take the vaccine and there's nothing they can do about it, this is one of them. Okay, She said, unfortunately, he was desperate. He was very sick. He was not feeling well. The thought of taking this vaccine or not having the opportunity to have a chance at, li at living was something that he was willing to gamble with, so he agreed to take it. Bolin had Copa syndrome, a, monogen a monogenic autoimmune disorder manifested by lung and joint disease. The side effect from the disease was an attack on his lungs and he was at 15% lung capacity when he was being evaluated for the double lung transplant. His doctors never gave an explanation for why Bolin suddenly developed either condition, despite having frequent checkups in the hospital for his lung condition, and never, ever, ever had they identified any rhythmic issues with his heart until this occurrence happened. When Amy learned her husband would be required to get the COVID-19 vaccine, she pushed back pretty hard with the transplant team. She said she didn't understand why the team would force a COVID vaccine on her husband without first testing his antibodies. Bowling got his first dose of Moderna on March 20th. He didn't experience any effects outside of typical achiness and feeling a little run down. Amy said, though, he generally didn't feel well due to his symptoms, so it was hard to tell if he was experiencing an adverse event or if it was part of his condition. Shortly after the second dose, Amy and her husband took a three-day trip to Jamaica. On the way back from Jamaica, Bolin experienced a pulmonary embolism while in flight. According to the Mayo Clinic, a pulmonary embolism is a life-threatening condition where blockage caused by blood clots occurs in the pulmonary arteries of the lungs. All of a sudden, his sats, his oxygen saturation, started dropping. He, uh, he had a pulse oximeter on his finger, 
and um, she said she was watching his oxygen levels go from 92 to 85 to 80 to 60. He dropped all the way down to the 40s, which is brain damage level. A few days later, she ended up in the hospital because I noticed his cognitive awareness had been impacted and he just wasn't himself. During the evaluation process, they determined that he had pulmonary embolism while on the flight despite having no previous history of blood clots. They also diagnosed him with a trip atrial fibrillation long story short ladies and gentlemen he ended up passing away not long after that couldn't get his life-saving lung transplant because he wouldn't get the covid vaccination by the time he did get it it pushed him back even farther on it and then by the time he got his second vaccination which he was required to get before going in for his lung transplant the moderna shot ended up killing him and he did not get to continue to live on his life like he would have in the america of old because of pushing this ridiculous china virus uh experimental jab on this man and there's many many more cases of this by the way folks many many more cases i could go on and on and on and in massachusetts if you live in massachusetts right now you better stand up quick because your republican rhino scumbag governor there he wants a covid vaccine passport for the entire state thank you beth i appreciate the hundred dollar donation i will keep telling the truth and i love you too your Republican governor in the state of Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen, Republican governor is uh, considering implementing a vaccine passport for the entire state. Charlie G uh, Baker, speaking to GBH News Boston Public Radio yesterday, uh, said that he wants to work with other states and give people QR codes to prove they are vaccinated in order to buy, shop, or sell. Hmm, sound familiar? It's a universal standard, and we've been working with a bunch of other states, he says. There's probably 15 or 20 of them that we're working with, all blue states, by the way, to try to create a single QR code that can be used for all sorts of things where people may choose to require a vaccine. The governor added that he already had a QR code for himself, and he says, it's my proof that I've been vaccinated. So unless you stand up in Massachusetts, unless you want to continue to live like this and stop moving to uh, New Hampshire, by the way, all of you uh, mass holes, stop moving to New Hampshire to run away from your problems down there. Fix your problems in Massachusetts first, and then, then you can decide to move to New Hampshire. Stop bringing your liberal crap to my state just so that you can bring all of that crap here and live a, a woke-topia life here where you have a little bit more freedom. Stand up to your ridiculous governor down there. Stand up to your ridiculous liberal politicians down there. Start running for office yourself and stop fleeing and coming to my state to turn my state into your state. There's a reason why your state looks like the way it does, and there's a reason why my state looks the way it does. Because the Granite Staters here in the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire are not going to sit back and allow crap to happen to them like you do in Massachusetts. Stand up and stop letting your rhino Republican governor there be exactly what he is, is a uniparty Democrat, globalist communist in disguise. Makes me absolutely disgustedly sick. Whew, we're going over today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you can stay. All right, before we get into, uh, I got three, three or four more stories here that I'll probably run through real quick. Quick, I want to I direct your uh, attention 
to my website real quick. I want to show you guys the new and improved America Strong Business Directory. Now, we only have 60 businesses who have resubmitted their businesses for the America Strong Directory. We had about 100 and something before when I was doing all the work manually, but now it can be automated. You can build your own profile and you can manage it yourself. We need to grow this America Strong Business Directory to about 250 or 300 businesses. So if you have a business that you want on here and you want highlighted on here please get it on there now I mean look at here we got grounded apparel in Arkansas we've got after the dust settles in Philadelphia Pennsylvania we've got Daniel Aaron boutique in Pennsylvania we've got fire department meals in Florida this is an online store we've got happy coffee elevate your life you can go right online right there 1776 woodworking and that is out of uh, Portage, Michigan. Pampered Chef, Elizabeth uh, Villarreal, online store. Looks awesome. I've checked out a lot of these. They're great. Just Breathe Life Coach in Utah. These are companies that you know are patriotic companies, ladies and gentlemen. You know they're American small businesses. Please give it a check out, share it, and get more and more of your people that you know that have businesses or that might be wanting to start a businesses. This is free. This is all free. So let's get them on here and let's all boats rise together. Also, if we go home to the homepage real quick here, I want to scroll down and show you. Oh, we're already watching. Let's go to the store real quick. You can also see this on the front homepage. But here are some new items in the store. Check this out. We're getting multiple colors of the Freedom shirts. And I'm wearing one of them right here today. Here we go. See? Wearing my new Freedom shirt. And it has logos on both sleeves as well. You want to check out these shirts. Right now we have them in green and in gray. We're also going to be getting black and blue as well. We're going to be getting multiple colors of that. And also, ladies and gentlemen, your Freedom hoodie is also up on the store today. Make sure you check them out. There, You can get them for just in time for Christmas. And we're also going to be getting... Oop, let me go back. I know you didn't see that. Let me transition back over here. Go back to the store. There we go, your Freedom hoodie right there. Okay, we're going to be getting a whole bunch of new stuff on this week as well, including coffee cups, bumper stickers, and many, many, many other things. So check out jeremyharrell.com today, folks. we got a bunch of stuff up there. Thank you, Becky, for your donation. God bless you, and I appreciate it so very much. Also, if you are a donor, if you're a monthly donor or you're just a donor to the show, there is a promo code for you to use. I sent out that email this morning. It's a 20% off promo code for any item that you buy on the store. Take advantage of it. Save yourself from some money and uh, help the store grow as well all right we got a dumb dumb award to give away we already did but let's give another one to the salvation army ladies and gentlemen because they they decided to go woke and what's happening they're going broke so much to the point where the salvation army has had to retract its previous statements ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and read this story we know that just the other day i reported that the salvation army decided to tell you that if you were white then you owe an apology to everybody who is non-white because of your racist white privilege and their oppression in this country it's all because of you because you were born white and you should feel ashamed of that well ladies and gentlemen the salvation army took massive amounts of criticism and this is why I do this show, to expose this kind of stuff so you guys can stand up to these people so they don't continue to shove this country into a black hole. Salvation Army has since retracted their guidelines telling white donors to be sincerely apologetic to black and brown people of this world because it's your fault that they're oppressed. Not their fault, it's your fault because you're white. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that backlash came so heavy and so hard that the Salvation Army not only retracted their guideline in order to say you're sorry to people because you're white but they also released a statement saying that they didn't mean it they didn't mean it in that way they were just trying to shed light on people who are oppressed they could have worded it wrong differently they might have worded it wrongly they are so 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 sorry and that only comes because of millions and millions of people reached out to them by phone and by email and said whoa 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 go woke go broke enough is enough take it back and you apologize to us for that, or you're never getting another dime. What happened? Money talks, ladies and gentlemen. Salvation Army has come back and said, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Please don't make us go bankrupt. Don't make us go broke because we went woke. And ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be up to you whether or not you actually accept their apology or not. The money does go towards good deeds and good things. But do you honestly believe that they are that their apology is sincere or do you believe they did it because of the backlash and they knew they were going to go broke that's up for you to decide it's not up for me to tell you what you should do but you should know that the dumb dumb salvation army has since retracted their previous statement okay moving to arizona for a minute and i'm sorry i'm jumping around everywhere but there's a lot to go through and i apologize a lot of us have been waiting to see mark burnovich come out and address the 2020 election fraud that we now know happened in the state of Arizona. Now, what I do know of Mark Burnovich is when he wants to, he is a fire-breathing conservative when he wants to be. Now, I'm going to show you a video of him being a fire-breathing conservative and standing up for the rights of Arizonans. However, it is not in the realm of the 2020 election fraud. I'm sorry, I wish I had a video to show you. I wish I had a press conference where he highlighted exactly who's going to get indicted and who's going to get arrested. However, I don't have that. But what I do have is Mark Burnovich coming out yesterday and standing up for the people of Arizona and their choice on whether or not they should they want the COVID vaccine or not and standing up against vaccine mandates. Now he had a press conference yesterday where one of his colleagues was talking and when this colleague was answering questions to the reporters, one of the reporters shouted out, are you vaccinated? She could tell she was uncomfortable with that question and she didn't want to answer it. So Mark Burnovich said, oh, wait a minute, I'll step in on this. And he kindly pushed her to the side and he got on the microphone because the last thing you're going to do is you're going it's the last thing you're going to do is you're going to intrude on people's privacy especially their health matters and their health privacy by asking them if they've been vaccinated he wasn't having any of that so let's go and highlight a little bit of what mark burnovich said to this reporter yesterday after this reporter decided to go outside of the lines and ask this woman about her vaccination status this is the thing dennis I will, I will tell everyone here, I believe very strongly in um, the privacy of our medical and health information. And so my health information is is my own information. I would guess how that, Dennis, um, have you had an STD? <laughs> no, I mean, no, seriously, if we're going to start talking about people's personal health information. I mean, the point is, is that no government, no, no, no government, no. Is there an STD emergency right now? Well, you know, it's, if you listen, Bram, to the um, argument, it's funny, Judge Liberty brought up this point. In the 70s and 80s, there was. There was an outbreak. And if you accept the notion that the federal government, for public health reasons, can mandate you to do something or not do something, um, then does that mean if there was an STD outbreak or health outbreaks in the 70s and 80s, could they 
tell you that you, if you're a government contractor or a, uh, an employee that has a contract with the government, that you can't engage in intercourse with other human beings? I mean, that literally is a question the federal judge asks. So that's not a ridiculous question. The question should be, once you allow or cede this authority to the federal government, where does it stop? And my health information is my own health information, Dennis. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen, Mark Burnovich. My health information is my health information and not yours. Have you had an STD? I love when he said that because I've actually said that before. I've said to people that ask me if I'm vaccinated, have you ever had herpes? And they look at me like I have three heads. And I say, well, what's the difference of me asking you your health history? Are you asking me mine? Well, because, because yours could affect me. And I say, shut up. Don't give me that. I'm not even going to hear that liberal argument of yours could affect me. Shut your mouth and, and stop talking about that. Talk about something different or, or press on and go somewhere else. I'm not going to entertain that kind of crap, period. And I love that Mark Brnovich actually stood up and said that because it's exactly what we should be saying to people who ask us if we're vaccinated. Ask them something very personal about themselves, loud enough for everybody that's in the room to hear it. I guarantee you they won't be asking people anymore. So big shout out to Mark Burnovich. And ladies and gentlemen, I have some good news coming out of the city of Los Angeles, of all places. The LA Police Commission has approved a $213 million budget increase after being defunded about a year and a half ago. They are now refunding the police in LA. Why? Because even though they try to politically have an agenda here to say we should get rid of all police and defund police, when the problems actually started building up on their own doorstep and feces started being all over the place, people started whining and crying because who would have ever thought that defunding the people that keep these cities safe and crime from, and from entering your home, who would have ever thought that if we defunded them, it would come to our doorsteps? Well, it did exactly that, ladies and gentlemen. And since then, the LA, uh, the Los Angeles Police Commission has now approved a 213 million dollar budget increase to combat crime in the area oh what's the matter the defund the police didn't really work out for you huh and now you're begging for police to come in and get rid of the crime huh i can only laugh and smile about that ladies and gentlemen but the good news is is the innocent people of california the people that still have a half a brain and common sense will now be able to be protected fully in the city of LA, at least as much as they can be for the $213 million increase. Good news. Always good news to end the show. However, we're not we're not quite done yet because I do want to go and show you one more thing, ladies and gentlemen, and that is I want to highlight real quick my good friends at PatriotFoods.com. If you go to PatriotFoods.com right now, you can click on all these different categories. But here's the great thing right here is your holiday bundles, your date night gift basket, your Patriot Food Frozen Mix and Match Variety Bundle, your Outside Cooking Gift Basket, your Spoiled Romance Gift Basket, your Health Nut Gift Basket, your, your Deli Meat and Cheese Combos, all of this, ladies and gentlemen, come from these wonderful family farms that the government is trying to take over and destroy right now. So let's continue to shop local. Let's continue to shop with, with fresh family uh, farm produce and prop up these farmers even more, visit patriotfoods.com. And don't forget to put in that same promo code that you put in at mypillow.com, which is LFA. And if you go to mypillow.com for the Christmas, Mike Lindell promises that you will get your stuff by Christmas. And right now he has 600 items on sale with that promo code LFA. So do all your shopping this year with American made, made in the USA companies and use the promo code while you're at it because it helps this page. 
We ran over about 12 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, but that is going to do it for Live from America today. I am so very grateful for every one of you who stuck around, who stood around and stayed here after the 12 o'clock hour. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. And until then, remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. But when it's all said and done, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high because it's the only thing that's going to save this country. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Thank you again. I love you very much. And I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern for more Live from America. Have a great day and spread the gospel, ladies and gentlemen. See you later.